Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello there and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. It's the 87th day of 2023, 34th day of Lent, day 7 of the Muslim observance of Ramadan, if you are observing. It's also hashtag National Weed Appreciation Day, not the kind you smoke, but the ones that you pull out of your lawn or your garden. National Weed Appreciation Day was established to remind people that a weed is just a live plant growing where you don't want it to grow. Some weeds like chickweed and chicory are also quite tasty and good for you. However, it's also Black Forest Cake Day, which I would much rather eat than some weeds. I feel like I have weeds in my throat right now. I've had this little throat thing going on for like a week. Not sure what's going on. A lot of people are sick right now. Have you noticed that? Well, the final four now set for the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. Top-seeded South Carolina will face second-seeded Iowa, and Virginia Tech will go up against third-seeded LSU. Final four will get underway Friday in Dallas. One of several cities that I lived and worked in love Dallas. In fact, my wife is from Dallas. All right, moving on now to the difficult news headlines. Guns are quick. They don't give you much time. So even in a remarkably fast response, there was not enough time. That's Nashville Mayor John Cooper speaking this morning, thanking police for keeping what he's calling the city's worst day from becoming an even greater tragedy. Cooper saying he gained insight after speaking with mayors from other cities that have experienced school shootings. This after three elementary school children and three adults were killed Monday at a private Christian school. The absolute worst kind of tragedy there can be. The absolute worst nightmare for a parent and a family. The 28-year-old shooter shot and killed by police inside the school. Now, I'm not going to start talking about the shooter. I'm not going to play cuts of White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre or anyone else politicizing the shooting only hours after it happened. Three nine-year-olds were killed inside of their school. I know it's almost like, oh, another school shooting, but every time there is a school shooting, you have to stop and really think about that. Nine years old, killed in their school. Evelyn, Hallie, and William. Three adults, 61-year-old Cynthia Peak, 61-year-old Catherine Kuntz, and 60-year-old Mike Hill, also killed. That's what's important right now. Six families destroyed. Greg Kelly had in-depth coverage of the shooting and the response from Washington. It was awful news national news and you know in a moment of crisis even today it sounds corny people look to the white house for a little bit of leadership for a little bit of what does this all mean tell us it's going to be okay joe biden came out today for an event at about three o'clock just in the aftermath of this he knew what happened and his press office had already alerted the media the president was going to speak on this and this is what he said 
Thank you. My name is Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm Dr. Jill Biden's husband. Yeah, that routine. Jill Biden's husband. <laughs> that was cute in Wilmington, maybe Dover, but it doesn't work anymore. Again, he knows what happened at that school. What do they say next? And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Remember, this is the consoler in chief, right? This is the person who has empathy. What is he waiting for? All the networks went to this live thinking he was going to say something appropriate. They had to dump out because he was making a fool out of himself and not honoring those lost. Then the president went on to talk to some kids that were in the audience, tell a story about his brothers and sister, and then finally got to Nashville, sort of. And bear with the audio because then you're going to hear from Greg Kelly on the other side. I just want to speak very briefly about the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. <clears throat> you know, uh, Ben and I have been doing this our whole careers, it seems. And uh, it's just, uh, it's sick. You know, we're still gathering the facts of what happened and why. We have to do more to protect our schools so they aren't turned into prisons. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. But I just wanted to send my uh, concern and hearts out to so many parents out there. You know, just like when in the military, when my son was in Iraq for a year, other places, you, there's so many members of the military coming back with post-traumatic stress uh, after witnessing all right. the violence and participating. Now he's off talking about himself again. And Bo in Iraq, uh, what does that have to do with these children in Tennessee? Uh, let's see, he sends out his concern, his concerns and his hearts out. Not prayers anymore, that's not, no. Concerns and hearts out. It makes a couple of partisan political shots and uh, talks about AK-47s. No one else said the shooter had AK-47s. We believe that might be a, a bit of fake news. This is not normal. A president does not conduct himself like this. Hasn't, at least historically. They said he was presidential. They say he would bring back normal, normality, right? Donald Trump knew how to do it in moments of deep national tragedy. My fellow Americans, today I speak to a nation in grief. Yesterday, a school filled with innocent children and caring teachers became the scene of terrible violence, hatred, and evil. You see how it's done, Joe Biden? This is how it's done. You don't, you don't joke, you don't riff, you don't wing it. It's too serious, it's too significant. Greg also went on to play a 1999 clip from Bill Clinton. I want to begin by saying that Hillary and I are profoundly shocked and saddened by the tragedy today in Littleton, where two students opened fire on their classmates before apparently turning their guns on themselves. 
Bill Clinton had a lot of thoughts, but he wasn't an idiot. And at the right time, he could say the right thing on occasion. Joe Biden, on the other hand, I mean, what happened today? Yeah, it's a pretty basic thing when you're a president. It's basic. It should be. And it's happened. Well, it happens all the time. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. Make sure you catch it tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern. President Biden will head to Durham, North Carolina this afternoon to tour a semiconductor manufacturing plant where he's expected to deliver remarks about his investing in America agenda, infrastructure, and creating jobs. And we'll see what kind of doozies we may get out of that as far as comments go. Meanwhile, Kentucky Republican James Comer, who's been leading the congressional investigation into the Bidens and potential influence peddling, spoke with Rob Schmidt last night. When you step back and you realize that the mainstream media has no interest in the story that you have been all over, but has nonstop coverage of a payout to a porn star, that's when I hope people realize that you're, we're all living in a media matrix here. I've been shocked. Uh, just think about this. The, the Biden family uh, received over a million dollars. This is the first of about 10 different sets of bank records that I'm going to get at the end of the day that's going to show uh, huge sums of money transferring from our adversaries into the Biden family, into their back pockets. And the media doesn't cover it. But, Rob, this is going to change. There's going to be more. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I think the media is eventually going to have to write about this. What, what we've seen in Congress this year, the only bipartisan agreement uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives was to create a task force to try to figure out a way to stop China uh, from being such a national security threat, from buying interest into all these right. different industries of importance. And then this TikTok hearing where uh, every member of Congress recognizes the fact that this is a, a, a way for China to spy on the United States, that this is a national security threat. Now let's think about this. One thing that the members of Congress, the Democrats haven't let sink in because they haven't seen it in their news, is that the Biden family was receiving money and actively helping the Chinese Communist Party try to get their foot in the door into all these different industries in America that would have a detrimental impact on our national security. Kentucky Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. So he mentioned TikTok, and he said every member of Congress recognizes that this is a national security threat. Everyone but one. They say because of this egregious amount of data harvesting, we should ban this app. However, that doesn't really address the core of the issue, which is the fact that major social media companies are allowed to collect troves of deeply personal data about you that you don't know about without really any significant regulation whatsoever. Actually, the more significant point there is that it's owned by communist China, an enemy of the United States. There you go, folks. Squad member Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is defending China's spy app, TikTok. She doesn't want to get rid of it. AOC says that we should ban data harvesting, but not TikTok. It comes after TikTok's CEO said he wouldn't use the word spying to describe what's happening on the platform. For more on this, let's bring in Texas Congressman Jake Elzey. He's also a retired United States Navy fighter pilot. He has put on the uniform of this country and defended us, Congressman. Great to see you, sir. Apart from AOC, disgraced Congressman Adam Schiff, after being thrown off the Intel Committee, he also ran over to TikTok to do some fundraising, of all things. In your view, is there any excuse 
to justify any lawmaker defending China's spy app, TikTok? No, and they're clearly not reading the room when they're doing that. TikTok is harvesting uh, Americans' information and, and uh, patterns of life at all ages right now. And what they're doing is they're harvesting information about our, the future leaders, the future military members of our country, and it's very, very dangerous. Everything that the Communist Chinese Party does is a military operation, and it's a tracking system. Every electronic that they sell us, it tell, sell us has the ability to track what we're doing. All the cranes that they're using at all the ports, they're tracking what we're doing. You track patterns of life for a military enemy, and that's exactly what they're doing. So when it comes to TikTok, they've got an entire three generations of Americans that they are gathering the information on for future uh, malfeasance, and we need to ban TikTok right away. But I think in combination with the, the balloon that flew over our country that didn't get shot down until it reached the eastern shore, the TikTok hearings where a couple of my fellow Texans, August Pfluger and Dan Crenshaw, did a masterful job uh, uh, dismantling the TikTok CEO. Now we're starting to be aware of the true nefarious purpose of the Communist Chinese Party. That's Texas Congressman Jake Elzey on the Chris Salcedo Show afternoons at 4 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax TV. Now, should a ban happen, U.S.-based social media platforms like Instagram, which is owned by Meta, and YouTube, owned by Google, could snap up TikTok's advertising, which obviously would be good for those companies, maybe good for the stock. Meanwhile, another Texas congressman, Chip Roy, has come out and publicly endorsed Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president, should he actually run. Look, I've known Governor DeSantis now for a better part of a decade. I was uh, Senator Cruz's chief of staff when the governor was a, a freshman member of Congress. A whole lot of my friends work with and for the governor. Uh, I know him to be a man of faith, a, a, a strong husband and father, but somebody who has now a track record of taking on the establishment in Florida and winning, uh, taking on the sort of woke bureaucracy and the education uh, arena, taking on universities, uh, taking on Disney when everybody said it couldn't be done. Uh, and what does he do? He wins by a million and a half votes. He wins about 62% of Hispanic voters, even after he was helping Texas by sending certain migrants up to Martha's Vineyard to send a message. He won 50% of single women. Why? Because he stood up and led and produced a stronger, freer, and uh, much more prosperous Florida. That's why so many people are flocking to move there. I think it's kind of interesting that certain uh, candidates are hitting the governor who uh, are residents in the state of Florida uh, when, you know, we all have a choice to live somewhere and we choose to live in a place where Governor DeSantis is doing a great job in Florida. So, uh, look, uh, that's that's, I think, a pretty simple thing. A million and a half uh, vote victory, 62 percent of Hispanic voters, 50 percent of single females. He's leading. Congressman, I, you know, I live down here and I talk to a lot of people and, and they, they love DeSantis, no doubt, but they love Trump too. And a lot of them say, well, it's still Trump's turn to lose. He still has the ball, so to speak. And Governor DeSantis would be 46, I think, next year. And then he'd be 50 by the time 28 rolled around when Trump would have to leave office. Um, I, I literally asked the governor, would you run as a vice president on the Trump ticket? And he didn't seem to want to do that, I don't know, maybe. But what about the, those who say it's still Trump's turn? Yeah, look, I'm never anybody who believes it's somebody's turn. It's not your turn because you lost before. It's not your turn because you were the previous president. It's not your turn because, you know, for example, Senator Ted Cruz, my dear friend whom I supported in 2016, he came in second in the primary. It's not his turn, right? It's nobody's turn. It's America's turn. It's America's turn to have a leader. And what I, frankly, would like to see a leader who's not a baby boomer. I'd like to see a leader who's young, vibrant, 
uh, who can lead this country for eight years in office to root out the weaponized bureaucracy in Washington. But look, I'm going to support the Republican nominee. A primary is healthy. What's anybody afraid of? Right. Let's have a robust debate about who should lead this country, pick a good candidate and then kick the crap out of the liberals who are trying to destroy it. There's nothing to fear here. Hmm. Makes sense to me. Texas Congressman Chip Roy on the balance with Eric Bowling, who also had a great interview with Governor DeSantis, some of which you heard in Friday's podcast. If you missed it, the interview, not the podcast, you can watch it on demand at NewsmaxTV.com or in the app. And by the way, if you missed Friday's podcast, you should go back and listen to that as well. In other news, a U.S. Senate staffer fighting for his life today after being stabbed on a Washington, D.C. street over the weekend. The 26-year-old Senate aide works for Republican Rand Paul, suffered a punctured lung and potential brain bleeding. Police say he was attacked while walking on the sidewalk after coming out of a restaurant on Saturday. Yesterday, Monday, police arrested a 42-year-old suspect who had been released from prison the day before the attack. And previously announced layoffs at the Disney Corporation begin today. That according to a memo sent out by CEO Bob Iger, it's the first of three rounds of job cuts that will total about 7,000 employees. As I mentioned, this was announced some time ago. Most of the cuts coming within the company's media division, theme parks, and resorts. And a reminder for you, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems, including AT&T, DirecTV, Comcast, Xfinity, Cox, and others, and platforms like Amazon, Pluto, and Roku. Also, make sure you have the Newsmax app so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Make sure you check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts as well. And I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.